This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, Truman Jones is on News Radio WGNS. But now you, I can hear wide open. Well, everybody can hear you right now. (laughs) And good morning, Rutherford County. I am so blessed to have one of the greatest coaches, not just in this area, but also across the country, uh, Rick Ensel. And um, you're very well known. I think many of the ladies who are going to be great basketball players at at that level, at the college level, a lot of them look for you because you're a great teacher and and all the great teams that you have. It's almost like, uh, do you mind if I compare you with uh, somebody, Pat Head? Well, I don't think anybody should be compared to Coach Summit. I always thought she was the best of the best and uh, still do. And, uh, but she thought a world of you. Oh, uh, we were close, close friends. Uh, you know, Truman, that, uh, she was as close a friend to Deb as she was mine. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we had a lot of people that called us when she passed away that wanted uh, stories. And mm-hmm. we felt like that was, uh, those were our stories. Yeah. And they should remain up between us. Yeah. And uh, at the, a lot of those stories included R.B., which was, uh, you know, her and uh, him and Pat divorced, and it was pretty tough on the family and tough yeah. on both of them. So it kind of remained private, and we've kind of kept it that way. And we don't we don't talk about it in public about some of the things that went on. But we had some great, great times, and we we've, we've laughed. And you know, she recruited my players just like everybody else. But uh, think about Pat when she wanted somebody, she got them. Yeah. Yeah. You. They could be recruiting Pat. They could be uh, Pat. Uh, Andy Landers and Carolyn Peck and and Jim Foster, they all could be in here uh, wide open on one of our players out of Shelbyville and thinking they got them, and all of a sudden Pat shows up and it's over with. They're going to Tennessee. And I've seen that happen over and over. And a lot of them blame me. said, well, you you and Pat are such close friends, we can't – we can't recruit any of your players. Well, that was not true. You know, Bill Worrell was a close friend of mine, too, at Tennessee Tech. Yeah. And basically, uh, Bill got the ones that Pat didn't want. But uh, he got he got plenty of them that he won on several OVC championships. <laughs> Teamed along with the fact that he was a great coach also. You become a magnet for players now, though. Well, I don't necessarily know if that's the case, but uh, we recruit – one of the things that we made a commitment on when we were hired by Chris Massaro and Sidney McPhee was the fact that we wanted to make sure that the Tennessee kids, uh, there were, there was players in, in the state of Tennessee that was going outside the state. Yeah. We're not getting, uh, they were not getting any offers and they were not getting the opportunity to play here in front of their own people. And we made a commitment that we were going to try to recruit those. We didn't have to go to New York or we didn't have to go to Colorado to get someone to do what we wanted to get done when we could go to Jackson County. Yeah. Or we could go to, um, we could go to, to uh, 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 Dobbins Bennett, you know, mm-hmm. where Courtney Whitson is from. Yeah. Or we could go to Riverdale. And then those players, those kids are, are, are black men where Alex Johnson came from. And, yeah. There's just so many good players inside the state of Tennessee that you can get done what you want to get done right here. I mean, look at Crystal Dangerfield. She just became uh, Rookie of the Year in the WNBA and left here and went and played at Connecticut, and that just gives you an idea. We do have a lot of talent here. We do. There's a lot of talent right here in Rutherford County. Yeah, and that's uh, why, that's one thing I really uh, – of course, I like everything about you. I mean, you, you are a great example for all the young ladies when you come in here. 
you know that you're coming to a place where um, you're going to be doing the best thing that you can for each player. And it's not just basketball, but it's for their entire lives. Well, I think more than anything, you, we've got some good people at Middle Tennessee, Yeah, some good mentors, some good examples. Uh, I mentioned Chris and Dr. McPhee, but, you know, like Dr. Whiteside said it one time, and I love what he said, you leave here with a diploma in one hand and a ring on, and a ring on the other hand. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we're about. Uh, if you come to Middle Tennessee, you're going to get to play on the national stage. You're not going to be playing a rinky-dink schedule, yeah. a cream puff schedule. Uh, you're going to be playing some of the best programs in America. Uh, that's one of the things that I also, the points that I, I feel like that, that got me the job was the fact that uh, that we will play anybody as long as they'll come back to Murfreesboro and allow our people, our fans, mm-hmm. our parents, uh, we want them to be able to see the best basketball in the country, and that's what we've done. I mean, just look at this year. We open up with Louisville. They're going to be ranked top four in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, on a Sunday afternoon, Vanderbilt comes in. Uh, Kentucky, we're not going to be able to play them. They're going to be ranked in the top ten. But they were on our schedule, but we're not going to be able to play them because uh, NCAA's come in and they've got off some games, and one of those games happened to be the Kentucky game. So, uh, And that would be here, right? That, no, we played Kentucky there. Okay. Uh, we got a pretty good series going with them. Matthew yeah. Mitchell and myself are good, good friends. Uh, Matt and Matthew. Matt worked for Matthew Mitchell, and uh, – mm-hmm. So that relationship is pretty good. And so uh, Matthew's about what, like, Matt, Pat Summit was about. If yeah. Pat didn't, she was going to play the very best teams in America. If you'll go back and look at who she played, the Old Dominions, the La Tex, uh, yeah. when, when Barmore was there, Stanford, Texas, you didn't see any cream puffs on Pat Summit's schedule either because she felt like playing those people in their facilities was going to make her basketball team better. Mm-hmm. And what it's all about is getting their, your team right for the tournaments, and she always was able to do that. Yeah. Everything is changing now because of the virus, uh, uh, Rick. And uh, what a, it's hard to keep up with how many fans are going to be coming in at any uh, particular time. And really the, the fans, especially in basketball, uh, they 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 give you a, a certain feeling, that especially when everything gets loud and the the game is really hot at the time. You really need those. Well, we're very fortunate, Truman, um, and uh, I'm glad you asked that because the, the leadership that we've got this this pandemic has been tough. Yeah. Uh, and you look at Chris Massaro, and I was telling you and Larry this a minute ago. Chris has got to deal with the, the county government, the city government, the state government, the federal government, the NCAA, uh, and then he's got to deal with all the protocols that take place at Middle Tennessee, him and Dr. McPhee. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very fortunate through all this. Chris met with our coaching staff every week mm-hmm. and let us know what was going on. Yeah. When I say our coaching staff, I'm not talking about women's basketball. I'm talking about every coach at Middle Tennessee State. He made sure that the student athletes knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. He made sure that they were going to get what they needed academically first and foremost. And then made sure, just like some of those kids when all this hit, they had housing bills they had to pay for. And they had, you know, they didn't have food to buy money to buy their their lunch or their dinner or their food and Chris and Dr. McPhee took care of all of that. Yeah. Uh and he kept that he kept that light of hope at the end of the tunnel. That hey guys, we don't really know what's going on right now, but you know, we still see that light. We're gonna get you there. We're gonna get you there. Hang in there with us. And you know what? Uh I've looked back over the last six months and how fortunate I am to have one Chris as my ED. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to kiss up. You know, some people would say, well, that's kiss. I don't have to kiss up. But how fortunate I am to have Chris as my ED mm-hmm. and my president, uh, Sidney McPhee, as my president. Yeah. Because I didn't miss a paycheck. My coaches didn't miss a paycheck. The tennis coaches didn't miss a paycheck. The soccer coaches didn't miss a paycheck. The football coaches, 
Our kids didn't do without. Mm -hmm. And I read these horror stories every day that on Twitter and on, on Facebook and in the newspapers of the coaches that have been laid off, the kids that have they have the challenges. We hadn't had that. Yeah. And we got to look to our leadership. Now, to go back to your question, we're going to have some challenges yeah. when it comes to coming into Murphy Center. But you're going to be able to come into Murphy Center. Now, you, you might have to move for a year. You might even have to move for two months. Who knows? Mm -hmm. we'll, that protocol will be set up by our, our Dr. McPhee and his people, his leadership, and Chris. Mm -hmm. But we're going to have games. And you're going to be able to see the Lady Raiders play, just like you're going to be able to see uh, our football team play. Yeah. And so uh, we're very fortunate, very fortunate. And I, I thank the good Lord every day that I'm where I'm at and that we've got what we've got. You have great fan support, too, oh. here. And uh, what happens when, say, you have to uh, have social distances all in, in the stadium there, uh, and then... How do you deal with, say, some of these major teams that come in and play here and they want to bring their fans with them? It's such a complicated well, issue I all know, the way down the line. I noticed the football uh, Saturday. I was We were in, uh, you know, football. I have an open-air box, and we usually have 30 or 40 that come by and kind of make it their home. Mm -hmm. But Saturday we could only have 10. Wow. And what, that's what we had in that box. But I looked over at Troy's fans, and they were on top of each other. Mm -hmm. They had about, I guess, 150, 200 here maybe. But they were on. there was no social distancing with them. Yeah. Now, with our fans, there was. You could see that, that our ticket guy, James Kentfield, had gone out and, and uh, the BRAA, and they had separated and, and did what we were, what the protocol that was set out to mm -hmm. do by Chris and Dr. McPhee, and our fans were pretty good. And as I looked around the stadium, we did have masks on. But there were people that didn't have masks on, too. But, uh, you know, all you can do is set the guidelines and hope everybody, you know, stays within those. Well, uh, it's my understanding, I think after 5 o'clock this afternoon, I think the masks can come off as far as in Murfreesboro, the mayor, and, and in Rutherford County. I well... Think. I, you know, I've, uh, I guess when I go to the store, I'll still wear my mask. You know, I'm, I'm I've kind of got used to it around my neck now. And able to well, that's because you're so famous. Well, we, no, you'll be drawing a crowd. No, I'm not famous. Uh, yes, you are. No, I'm just one of, I'm just one of the guys right here, and I'm just, you know, uh, I'm from first, you know, I was born in Rutherford County, raised in Cannon County, and then lived 28 years in Bedford County, and now I'm back in Rutherford County, so. I think I've said this to you before. If you stand there long enough, that rabbit will circle, and I've kind of circled back around to Rutherford County, and uh, I called Cannon, Bedford, and Rutherford County my home. And yeah. uh, I got a, some great friends in all of those places, Deb and myself, my sons. The two of them live in Bedford County, and, and Matt, of course, right here in Rutherford County. And, yeah. uh, you know, we just, we're very fortunate. There's not another place in the world like this. Middle no. Tennessee area right here. I think no. you know that. I see Larry and Bobby sitting over there. I think they'll say the same thing. There's not another place. And you wonder why a lot of people that come in here, they go to school here and they end up staying here. That's why. Yeah. Great place to live. Yes, it is. And you see all kinds of people moving into Middle Tennessee Why are Tennessee you saying right that now. when you look at me? Well, I said, what do you mean? <laughs> you, you said, well, I, we have all kinds of people here. Oh, yeah, here. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got former sheriffs right here oh, in front God. of us. Yeah. Hey, um, we have a caller on the line. This ought to be interesting. Oh, caller, welcome aboard with Rick Ensel. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, my name's Chris Hollinsworth. My brother's Doug Hollinsworth, and I was just calling to show uh, Mr. Ricky Ensel used to come pick us up and take us to uh, practice, and he would take us home. And I remember he had a, it was in Woodbury, Tennessee. He had a little blue, uh, I think it was blue. It's a Volkswagen. But anyway, I just remember him doing that for us. And I just thought I'd call him. I thank a lot of him. And I listen to him on the radio a lot and stuff. But I just called in to let to say that. That's all I was calling in saying. We thank a lot of him. Well, thank you. Thank well, you. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Um, 
you have as many friends around here as I think anybody does because it, it, it's your personality, and, and, and it, a lot of it is because of your success. And one thing I've noticed over the years is girls' basketball is just as popular as the guys' basketball. Well, we feel like it is, and I think, you know, that's kind of the stand I take. I yeah. love basketball. I love watching all types of basketball. But uh, my passion is women's basketball. Yeah. And uh, it's my job to promote women's basketball. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, wherever I go, you know, I don't care what I'm doing. If I'm playing golf or if I'm shopping, if I see someone, I ask them, hey, you need to come to the games. Mm-hmm. And if they say, well, I haven't got a ticket or don't have to get a ticket, I say, well, you know, you know, I kind of throw a little jab in and say, well, my wife's a state farm agent, Shelbyville, her number, and I'll give them that number, and you call <laughs> there. And my son, Kyle, he'll set you up. He'll make sure that you got a ticket. Yeah. So, uh, and we've gotten a lot of fans uh, that because of that. I mean, we've uh, that uh, – we want to be, we want to be everybody's team. Yeah. Now we don't want to take anything away from anybody else, but we want to make sure that they get to see some good basketball, and we also want them to be able to feel like they can come down and meet our kids, meet our girls, and uh, you know our girls do a lot of stuff in the community, so it's our job to do that and to promote not to promote not only women's basketball but to promote Middle Tennessee State University. Uh, anytime that I see anything on TV, I just saw uh, Dr. Sales on TV, I think it was Sunday night, mm-hmm. talking about our enrollment. And, you know, as I'm sitting there watching that, I, I took a lot of pride in that. Yeah. I took, uh, uh, when Dr. McPhee took that stand back in May, hey, we're going to be open in August. Middle Tennessee State University is going to be open. And I took a lot of pride in that because yeah. he was the first president in the st- across the state here that said, hey, we're going to open our doors. We're going to educate our students. And, uh, you know, everybody else was kind of, I don't know if they were backtracking or if they were afraid, but Dr. McPhee stepped out and said, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I take a lot of pride in that and the fact that that our professors, our deans, our leadership, uh, they'll stand toe-to-toe with anybody in the country. You know, girls' basketball reminds me of guys' basketball back in the 50s and the 60s, how it was played during that particular time. You didn't see a lot of people dunking back in that period of time. Now you, no. That's all you see from the junior high. You see junior high players now dunking the basketball, yeah. and you don't see any girls dunking hardly. So I guess, you know, you could that could kind of um, – run hand in hand with each other you you saw a lot of fundamentals back in that yes. period of time you know passing catching stepping to the ball blocking out now uh these young men and young ladies they they their vertical jump so much that they just go get the ball i'm not and and we teach some of that now you know uh, i never will forget angela moorhead was one of the first great players that i ever had i had some good players but she's one of the first great players and i'm came in and, you know i was watching film and i saw word that uh, she never did block out yeah and so uh and she's getting like 11 12 13 rebounds a night but she never blocked out so i went and got her and i showed her on film i said i'm gonna teach you how to block out and i did i taught her how to block out and she went to getting seven rebounds a night so i called her back in and i said hey forget about blocking out yeah. go get the ball she went right back to getting 13 rebounds a night so you know sometimes like i've told you early on we coaches make things complicated at times you got somebody go get the ball let them go get the ball if you got somebody that's maybe slow laterally then they need to block out so uh you get all that from experience and from coaching and you know luckily i've been fortunate enough to have some good people around me. i always watched you and the game pretty much at the same time because you were teaching almost every minute of the game and and some of them you would select more than others why why is it usually the guards the point guards why is it that they seem to be more an object of your coaching well they've got to be the extension of the coach yeah they've got to think the game uh they've got to know what you want in every situation i'll give you an example 
Uh, again, I know you probably don't want to hear all my stories, but we're yes, playing for the Sunbelt Conference Championship. you got Alicia Clark, Anne-Marie Lanning, Jackie Pickle, Brandy Brown, Chelsea Lyman's. They were all on the floor. There was like 29 seconds, maybe 28 seconds left to go in the game. We're down one. We got the rebound. We're down one. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to I had to decide, am I going to call a timeout? And I was able to make eye contact with Chelsea coming up the floor. And uh, immediately she went right to what we call middle. Uh, call middle, which was patting her chest. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, no need me calling timeout. They knew what to do. And mm-hmm. all five of those young ladies touched the basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one to touch the basketball, I think I'm correct when I say Anne Marie Lanning, ball faked and passed the ball inside to Alicia Clark looking in at the basket on the left block. And she turned, laid it against the glass to win the game. Mm-hmm. No time left on the clock. Uh, that was her 50th point of the night. Wow. And, uh, we were able to win the game, and we didn't have to call a timeout. That point guard, Chelsea Lyman's, which now is coaching at Laverne, her her relationship with me, she knew exactly what we were going to do. She knew who needed the basketball, and so did the rest of our players. So I was real happy about that. Well, if you, if you had to uh, think back of all the, the players that, that you've had, the one of the biggest uh, things that you have to compete for are girls who have all that talent and have length to go with it. Because the girls' basketball, I mean, the the girls are are taller than a lot of the guys were back. Oh, I, yeah. I can remember yeah. in the fifties and sixties, and they're extremely athletic. Well. If you look at who I've got right now at the point position, Aislinn Hayes, I think he's got the chance to be the best point guard I've ever coached. Yeah. And I've coached some great point guards. Chelsea was good. Taisha Petty was good. Shanice Kaysen was good. Um, Caroline Warden. All those were very heady young ladies. They were winners, all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Aislinn Hayes is a winner, too. She's, she's got length. Mm-hmm. Um, just you, that competitive drive, you don't coach that. You yeah. either got it or you don't have it. Um, and she's got it. So one of the one of the points that I think makes this team that we've got a chance to be really special this year is the fact that we've got a point guard that's got a year's experience, mm-hmm. and uh, th- that's got that competitive drive. Yeah. And then right along beside her, you've got Anastasia, which mm-hmm. uh, you know Anastasia is just at a different level than yeah. everybody else. Her her quickness. She's improved her three-point shooting. Um, you know, she's thinking the game now. Uh, she's getting to that point. She's matured. That she knows what I want, when I want it, and uh, uh, and bringing everybody else in to the into the to, to the game. And you know, this year could be an exciting year. Your talent and is another level this year, the, isn't it? Well, the the. When you start with your guard play and you've got good guards, then that makes everything else a lot easier. But then you look, you got uh, you got Alexis Whittington, which I, you know, is a winner. I mean, just absolutely getting better every single day. Courtney Whitson, um, getting better every single day. Mm-hmm. And then you got a uh, 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 Rella Booth, uh, which uh, you know Rella just. Uh, at one time, she had been ranked the top player in America, and I've, I've seen things out of her already that uh, I haven't seen out of her the last, since last year at all. I mean, coming in, hustling, moving with the basketball. And then we got a, a group of young players that are coming in. Um, you know, we've got, we've got all that we need. And we just, but you know, Truman, the thing about having great players is basketball is not about a player. Basketball is about 18. Yeah. And if we can get these young ladies uh, playing within their talent level and playing together, we could be very, very special. And when I say that, we could very well end up hosting maybe a, a first round of the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Not only winning our conference, but being able to host one of those first round games. And, uh, you know, that, that, that would be big, big. Yeah, and, and one of the hardest things uh, as far as a team is con- 
concern is to have the girls all thinking together at the same time. And, and um, I have seen some teams over the last four or five years, I'm not talking about your teams, but there are some players that don't want to pass to, to certain other players. Well, you see that. I mean, it's do. not hidden. Uh, you do. Uh, another kid that I left out was a, a young lady who's been with us now a couple of years, been hurt, hadn't been able to play, but she got a chance to be good too, Rashika White. Yeah. She's six four, six five. She gives us that that length inside that we hadn't got. But now again, a, a team, you know, everybody's ready to play on on game day. Yeah. You know, everybody's ready to put their shoes on. I want to play. I want to do it. But right now is when you got to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we go out there this afternoon, you got to go out there with the attitude and work ethic that we're we're ready to play. Now, if you got that, then when we get here the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we're going to be ready. Mm-hmm. But that's what we got to develop. We got to develop that attitude. Walk up that ramp. You got to be ready to go then, right then. Uh, basketball's got to be your passion. It's got to be your outlet, and you just give it everything you got. And you got to be better. When you, you got to be better at the end of that practice than you were before you came into that practice. Yeah. And if we can develop that, then this group would be special. Are, are girls as easy to coach as the boys are as far as attitude is concerned? You know, I really don't take uh, – I don't really know. I can't really say that because I only coached boys back one year. I've coached way back 30 years ago, longer, but really long longer than that. It was 28 and then the last 15, 44 years ago. But I think anybody's easy to coach if you've got a passion for the game. Yeah. Uh, if you want to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to you win championships. Uh, yeah. I was telling Matt and them a story uh, and Kim and them here just not more than a couple of weeks ago. I was doing a clinic in Kansas and we had about 500 people there, and I was telling them about how we started practice, what we did, the fundamentals, and we did this every day. Mm-hmm. And this one guy up front spoke up and said, hey, uh, looks like to me that uh, your practices would be boring if you do this every day. I said, well, it's fundamentals. We do it every day. Mm-hmm. This is how we start practice. And then we get on in developing our strategy, defense, offense. But this is how we start practice. He said, that would be boring to me. I said, well, it's not boring winning championships. Yeah. At the end of the year, when you're putting a ring on your finger or you're holding that trophy up, it's not boring then. And he didn't say anything else. And that's kind of what we sell to our players. we got to do these things now in order to be able to win a championship later. You sound like Hoosiers. Well, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm just old Rick <laughs> from woodbury and murfreesboro muppetsburg and shelbyville and whatever you know but uh, you teach all the basics but you still have that uh, respect that you get from players you know who are learning while you teach them that's a big big deal right there well i think the biggest thing nowadays truman and i hate to say this but you have young ladies coming in now that uh They've had trainers, mm-hmm. and they've had travel team coaches, AAU coaches that they think they're the answer mm-hmm. to the game of basketball. Now, a trainer can be very helpful, an AAU coach can be very helpful, but there's never a point in your time that you can quit learning. Mm-hmm. you got to keep learning the game. And, you know, a, a player come in now, and they think of them and their parents and their trainer and their travel team coach they should be starting as a freshman yeah. i've got a young lady right now from south carolina very talented and she hangs in there with me she's going to end up being you know a, an all-conference player but is she going to hang in there with me is she going to go is she going to uh, grasp the, the fundamentals of the game and is she going to sit back and learn from the players that's in front of her and around her right now because yeah. she's just sophomore now to give you an example of that, Jackie Pickle, which is one of my all, was the first player I ever recruited at Middle Tennessee and one of my greatest players. Mm-hmm. Her first two years, she never got off the bench. And she was ready to transfer. I remember. She yeah. was ready to transfer. And I told her, I said, you go and be a big fish in a little pond or you can be here and you work hard, you do this. She did. She chose to stay. And she, I never came through the gym that summer that she was not in there working. She ended up playing 30, 
uh, right at 38 minutes a game. She led the conference in minutes played. She was my she was my best defensive player. She was my shutdown defensive player. She ended up making all conference from the defensive side and ended up making I think first or second team all conference. So she was patient. She waited her time, and she ended up being on a championship team. And what she got out of that will be with her. She'll be able to tell her kids and her grandkids about what happened and what took place. So players don't do that anymore. You know, they feel like I just lost a player or two that, that, you know, they want to blame it on everybody. Well, he, this coach didn't like me or I didn't get the playing time I needed or, you know, the strength and conditioning coach gave this player more time than they gave me. And now you got the portal that anybody that you can really just – Go into the portal and then start your career over, they think. And, you know, I'm not all for the portal, but, you know, maybe if a a player doesn't get – maybe Middle Tennessee is not the right fit for everybody. Maybe the University of Tennessee or Vanderbilt or wherever is not the right fit for everybody. Mm -hmm. So I I assume that, you know, you can go there and maybe find a place that you can play or maybe that you can do what you think you can do. But here at Middle Tennessee – you're going to get a chance to be on the national scene, yeah. and you're going to get a chance to be on the national scene every day, and you're going to get a chance to play in front of a, the greatest fans in America. We go all over the country, and we play in – I went and played in Arkansas. We got beat playing there. There was probably 45 people in the gym. You could have shot a cannon off and not hit anybody. Yeah. Well, our players, that was, a, that was an SEC game. That was an SEC team. We come back and play in front of 6,000 people at our place. So you got to decide what's for you. You know, and if you want to play in front of fans and you want to play in front of people that it's going to end up hiring you, Yeah. Uh, Middle Tennessee's the place. And as far as academics is concerned, we'll stand toe-to-toe with anybody in the country. Yeah, I have. Uh, you're the fans, especially for the girls' basketball team at MTSU. I mean – these they are totally into the game. Oh, yeah. They know the game and they support MTSU. And uh, I have actually seen it louder or heard it louder there than I would anywhere else. Because I mean, if the game is close, man, they're all standing. There's nobody sitting in that stadium. And, and I love too. that. Yeah, they hate I mean, to lose. yeah. You're looking at six, eight thousand people in, and look how many other teams are able to have that particular draw well we've been ranked in the top 20 and it is high as 15th in the country in attendance yeah. uh we've led a conference in attendance from the very first year i've been here for the last 16 years we've led a conference in attendance mm-hmm. and i'm pretty proud of that and that's one of the things we wanted to sell dr mcphee on and, and chris was the fact that uh, this is a hotbed for women's basketball people yeah. people love this game they love attending uh, they love watching good basketball, and we've been very fortunate that our fans, and I said this to you a minute ago, uh, our fans hate losing. Now, some of my closest friends, uh, I'll pass them in the hallway after a loss. They won't even look at me. And, you know, some coaches. And they're all great coaches, oh, every one of them. Oh, but, and, you know, some people might say, well, you know, uh, they might get tore up about that. I don't. I love that because yeah. they're as passionate about winning and seeing good basketball as I am. And when we stink it up, we stink it up. And we tell people. And we do. There's times that we just stink it up. That happens to There's times that we don't show up. Then there's times that we do show up. Uh, The Western Kentucky game last year, we scored 108 points. Western scored 103. Uh, Had to be a long drive home for them Mm -hmm. to score 103 points and still get beat. And couldn't happen to a better bunch. (laughs) I love it. Uh, sounds like uh, – what is the uh, uh, rallying song or, or words for Austin P? I don't know. I don't – I know what they are, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh, come on. You know, one thing that bothers me, and I'll bet it bothers you more than anything else, is when you have a really talented player, I mean a super talented player, but they just can't learn to work with the team. And no matter what you do or how hard you work with it. Well, again, some of that goes back. Most of the players that go into the collegiate level, they were the 
they were the all-star on their high school team. Yeah. They touched the ball. They dribbled the ball down the court. They shot the ball. They rebounded the ball. Basically, their other people around them were just role players. Mm-hmm. And so when they didn't develop that in on the high school level. Now, I didn't say all high schools. Mm-hmm. Some high schools, you've got that. Uh, and so when they get to, to wherever they're playing, and they're not the horse, mm-hmm. it's hard sometimes for them to handle that. It's hard for their parents to handle that. And you got to develop those, uh, I don't know, those characteristics of, of team play and know that it's going to work out. And, you know, um, that's the one thing I think that we've tried to do here, and we've done a pretty good job, I yeah. believe, of developing that with our players. You'll have a player like Alex Johnson that's going to get you 20, 25, or Alicia Clark going to get you 20 or 25, or Ebony Road going to get you 20 and 25. But you also got to have those other role players. Mm-hmm. That's you got to have four or five others that's going to get you from 15 to 16, and every now and then they're going to get 25 or 26. Yeah. And, you know, I, I try to preach this. You know, if you if you sow corn, you're going to get corn. Yeah. If you sow oats, you're going to get oats. But if you sow envy and jealousy, guess what you're going to get? You're not going to get love. No. You're not going to get team play. You're going to get envy and jealousy. So when someone's doing well, be for them. Be their best uh, supporter. Be their best cheerleader. And you know what? It's going to happen to you. And we try to sell that every day in practice. That, there will be a day that the sun will shine on you. But you got to be ready for it. And you got to know how to handle it. And, uh, you know, I think our coaching staff, Kim and Matt in particular, really do a great job with that. We just hired Nina Davis. Uh, Eddie Sanders is our basketball ops. And, uh, you know, uh, all four of those are for our players, mm-hmm. for our players' success in the classroom and on the playing floor. And each one of them has probably different they uh, do. They responsibilities. Do. They do. Not only on the court, but in other areas, too. Well, Eddie, you know, Eddie's our basketball operation. Takes care of travel, hotels, right on down the line. But also, room, uh, 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 class checks. Mm-hmm. Making sure that our players are in class. You would think that all of them would want to go to class every day. Well, every now and then you have one that slips. And when that happens, you know, you've got to, that's where the head coach comes in. So you don't go to class, you don't practice. You don't practice and get reps, you don't play. And everybody wants to play. That's a strong recruiting thing, isn't it, for the parents to know when they come to MTSU, their uh, girls are going to be in the classroom and they're working toward future success. If they want to play, they're going to be in the classroom. Yeah. Bottom line. I love that. But bless your heart, you're working on every area. And there are... I, I didn't even want to bring this up because it doesn't have anything to do with MTSU, but I've seen it at other schools where uh, parents wanted want to become involved with their particular daughter, let's say, in, in basketball, and they sometimes they they feel like that their daughter is not getting enough attention. Well, I'll talk to the parents about uh, anything but playing time. Yeah, I'll talk to them about their living conditions, mm-hmm. their food checks, their academics, but I don't talk to them about playing time. Yeah, you know, uh, that playing time is earned. Like I said, every day, mm-hmm. and if you come and work hard every day, and you get to coaches where they can trust you and what you're doing, then at that point, you're going to get playing time. Yeah. But I'm not going to talk to parents about playing time. Uh, what about when you're recruiting real strong? I tell them we, that also. We, uh, um, I don't. I but don't. How, but how do you sell mama when you go? Not not you know to give their daughter uh, more attention or anything like that. But they do still. They have a, a say so. Most of them do. When you bring the parents in and they meet Kim Bruton mm-hmm. and they meet Matt Ensel mm-hmm. and they meet Nina Davis. Mm-hmm. And they meet Eddie Sanders, and then they meet Chris Massaro, Diane Turnham, and then you're lucky enough or fortunate enough that we're able to bring Dr. McPhee in, mm-hmm. a Terry Whiteside, a Dean Urban. I can just go on and on and on. Immediately, the parents begin to gravitate to the fact of these people care about my daughter. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what you want. 
Yeah. You want to know that these people care about your daughter. And they want to meet the head coach. But all these people I just mentioned to you, they're at our fingertips, they're, and we use them. Recruiting is not that tough in Middle Tennessee. Well, you've got a lot of yeah. them to recruit. We, There's no doubt about that. But but you, how 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 do you become so uh, acclimated with the different uh, basketball players, the lady basketball players in this area? Do you have people? that uh, go out and watch them play individually or because there's been some really great players come out of those coaches that i just mentioned are constantly on the phone all day long we don't come in in the morning at eight o'clock they don't come in and sit on their hands yeah they're all there before i get there and they are working the phones recruiting Mm -hmm. uh we've had to change our recruiting because of the we were not able to go out this summer Mm -hmm. but usually when we're able to go out in the month of july we're out every day that we're allowed out by the NCAA in all all areas of the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may have a coach in Texas. We may have one in Louisville. We may have one in Atlanta. We may have one in uh, Maryland. Mm-hmm. But we know. And then you have the you have that network of of old players and coaches and contacts that Matt knows, Kim knows, I know, Nina knows, that will call us and say, hey, you need to see this kid. She fits your system. Mm-hmm. A lot of your coaches now, a lot of your people out around the country, they know that this player would fit a Rick Ensel system. Mm-hmm. And they'll call and say, hey, you need to look at her. She would fit your four or she would fit your three or she, this, she's, she's, got, she's what you're looking for at the point guard. Well, the one of the things that one of the rules that we have as coaches, mm-hmm. any time that someone recommends a player to us, we may we go and see that player. We either look at that player on video, and usually it's more than one coach that does that. Yeah. And we know right away, hey, if her body language fits us, does she fit our style? Does she fit what we're all about? Mm-hmm. We hit on some, and we miss on some. Now, have you uh, uh, been able to speak Russian yet? No. No, uh, she's very fluent in English. Oh, and her she? mother, her mother oh. can't speak Russian. Oh, we I mean, were can't told speak she could, but uh, no, she's very fluent, uh, very, very intelligent. Yeah, um, we've got some very good freshmen. We've got a young lady out of Canada, a young lady out of uh, Russia, a young lady out of Spain. All of them are freshmen. All of them play the four or five. So that's the future. I mean, you got to make sure that you've got a you've got a foundation there with that post position. If you you're not going to be able to compete. Very proud of the of the three young ladies we got right now. Uh, we went over some drills yesterday, and I made a point to mention this in practice: that the first time in 16 years that I've had a freshman that was able to do a drill the first time and do it right. Wow! So um, we're very excited about what we got right now. And all these freshmen, you have got a, a solid team for quite a while. Well. The next two to three years, and again, you know, they got to stay patient because mm-hmm. they've got some 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 very good talent in front of them. Rashika White's very talented. Uh, Courtney Woodson's very talented. Um, you know, you, you've got some good people. Uh, Rella Booth is very talented, and so you know they got to fit in with them. And that you got to work hard as hard as them, and they're doing that right now. I'm, I mean, there's some competition right there at that four and five position. And they're going to be looking at some great teams coming in. Well. And it's going to offer them a, a, a big education in what they're doing. Well, I, I, I had Tony kind of print off my schedule mm-hmm. um, because as we get older, we tend to forget some of this stuff, as you well know. Yes, I uh, well know. Uh, and this is who we've got. Uh, we've got a great home schedule. We open up with Louisville, then we got Vanderbilt, then we got Belmont, then we got Tulane. All of those are at home. Oh wow! And then we go to TCU, which is going to be ranked in the top twenty-five in the country. We beat them last year. Got to go there. We come back and play Troy, which is picked at, at middle, which is picked to win the Sun Belt Conference. We go to to Lipscomb, and. Uh, December the 20th, that's on a Sunday afternoon, and then we're through to January the 2nd, and we start our conference schedule with UAB at UAB. Go to UAB, go to Charlotte, 
go to Norfolk, Virginia, and then come back back and play our first home game against Marshall in Murfreesboro. So, let's hope it opens up for the fans so they can be. I, I, you need a full house there. I don't know that we'll be able to have a packed house this year because of what's going on. Yeah. But uh, I know that there'll be every effort made by our administration to make sure that our fan base gets to come. Now, we may have to move some people into the bleachers. We may have to push the bleachers out upstairs mm-hmm. and, and separate people that way. But we can get we can still get five or 6,000 in there with it not being... Uh, looking just right side beside each other. Again, some of us may have to sit, may have to move all the insel boys up in the bleachers, you know. That that free up one section. That would be the loudest one, won't it? Oh, well, probably. <laughs> well, I think most of that virus mess will be up with by November the 4th. I don't know why I'm saying that. But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Coach Rick Ensel. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer, host of the Truman Show live broadcast. Food is ready made. It's hard work, but you got to enjoy the people, and you just have to enjoy what you do. If those two things come into play, then it's not that hard, I don't think. Open Monday through Saturday at 6.30 for breakfast and lunch, Thursdays and Fridays for dinner. Have you changed your menu very much since you've been here? No, sir. If it's working, just keep doing it. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer. This is Lisa Halliburton at Bell Jewelers, and we invite you to stop by and see our beautiful remodeled showroom and new items that we've gotten in. Make you a wish list for any upcoming occasions and have your jewelry clean while you're here. We'll be happy to clean and check your prongs and make sure everything is in top shape for you. Bell Jewelers. The oldest retail store in Rutherford County. Bell Jewelers, 821 Northwest Broad, across the street from Toots. As we're coming together, we're hoping for a very smooth transition. They're making the transition from being a Murfreesboro Electric customer to become a Middle Tennessee Electric member easy. On all this information that's sending out, there are the numbers you need to call if you have questions. We're talking with Amy Byers. We do have very knowledgeable and excited people here ready to talk to you and answer those questions. As we are coming together for customers to become a Middle Tennessee Electric member. At Bud's Tire Bros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street, or call 896-TIRE. They will be here through the good times and the uncertain times. For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, they're essential, they're open, they're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Now's the time to start teaching good financial habits to your children, and we're here to help. Hi, I'm Nancy with Heritage South Community Credit Union. Our chipmunk and squirrel saver accounts help your child learn how to save and reward them for regular deposits or good grades. Our team cash accounts help your team learn to manage their money wisely and have options to build their credit. To learn more, visit our website, HeritageSouth.org, insured by the NCUA. An update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. The deadline to get a real ID license is October 1st of next year. A real ID will be needed to fly commercially within the U.S., access certain federal buildings, and enter nuclear facilities. However, a military ID or passport will also work in those situations. The Tennessee Department of Homeland Security officials said that 40% of Tennesseans have an issued real IDs. Hunters in Tennessee can help feed the hungry. Tennessee Wildlife Federation's Hunters for the Hungry program is now accepting donations of whole deer. Over 60 processors throughout the state will accept the deer to help feed Tennesseans in need. Officials with Hunters for the Hungry say the need for donations is greater than ever this year due to problems with the ongoing coronavirus outbreak. A suspect caught on camera allegedly stealing a woman's Louis Vuitton clutch. The suspect walked into the Walgreens on Northfield Boulevard and grabbed a shopping cart containing another customer's cell phone and high-dollar handbag. Inside the small purse was $1,000 in cash. 
After collecting the goods that another customer accidentally left behind, the suspect left the store and a short time later came back, but without the recently acquired items. Now Murfreesboro police want to know if you can identify the woman who is believed to have stolen the items on September 12th. You'll find her picture on our website, WGNSRadio.com. The U.S. Census count started in April and continues. If the count shows an increase in population, it'll equal more funding for Rutherford County. Residents wanting to complete the census questionnaire online but can't locate their census ID can go to my2020census.gov and follow instructions. Households can also respond by phone or by mail if they receive a paper questionnaire. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5-101.9, AM 14.50, and streaming online at WGNSradio.com. I just ended up with it. Uh, well, I guess we're talking about health things, and here we are right in the middle of basketball season getting ready to start. Um, is this one of your more exciting teams that you've got this year? Because I have had more people telling me about a lot of the athletes that you have now, the length that you have, and uh, with your coaching abilities, it can't be anything but successful. Well, uh, that might be what drags them down is my coaching. Oh, come but, on. Uh, I think this is this could be one of our ex- most exciting teams. Yeah. I think you could take this team and go back with the Alicia and the Chelsea, uh, Jackie, Brandy, and uh, that group. Uh, Anne Marie, you know, they they that was an exciting group, and, it was. Uh, and the community was close to that bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see our community get as close to this group as they were to that group. Uh, I think we've got a chance to 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 really, really have a good team. We've got some lateral quickness. Uh, uh, we've got uh, some vertical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got some basketball IQ. And I think when you put all that together, that could be dangerous. And so, um, and that could be good for us. And yeah. that's kind of what we're looking at. Now, our schedule doesn't play in our favor in one case, and yet in the other it does. If we go in there and we win those games, then we open our open the door for us maybe to host the first round of the NCAA tournament, which would be great. But we also have got to go in there and win those games, and those are tough games to win. The Louisville's, the Vanderbilt, the TCU's, uh, the Belmonts, uh, uh, that'll be, those will be tough games. Yeah. Um, and uh, and But we got to get ourselves ready for our conference. And this year, you know, you, you, you still got to go into your conference tournament and you got to do well. I thought last year – uh, Truman, that we had a chance really to win our conference tournament. I thought we were the hottest team in the, in the league. Uh, and I felt not only did I feel good, but our players felt good about our basketball team. And so. You are getting some instruction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Thompson. I love Jim. Jim's, Jim's my man. He's If I got a challenge or a problem, I'm telling you, and it doesn't have to deal with just air conditioning stuff. I can call Jim; he can take care of it. Yeah, and that's a great thing because MTSU is actually part of Murfreesboro oh, yeah. and Rutherford yeah. County, yeah. and that makes a big difference. And 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 we understand the the, the specific teams that we want to beat more than any other. Of course, Vanderbilt was, would be one. Of course, Louisville is ranked so high, everybody wants to, to beat the, the great teams that are I'd say uh, we'll have a challenge country. on that first game with the tennis, but I'm going to let Chris and Dr. McPhee worry about that. You know, there'll be a lot of people want to come that first game. I mean, Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, you know, um, the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, one of the things I did growing up was uh, – and, and even when I got my own family, we'd go coon hunting. Oh, we kill hogs. Uh, we went coon hunting and loved it. And yeah. had, uh, I got some great, great stories, and my sons have got some great stories. Uh, uh, but then after we got over here to, at Murfreesboro, we were usually traveling and playing somebody. I think mm-hmm. last year at this time uh, around Thanksgiving, we were in Naples, Florida at a resort. 
and I had my whole family down there. And we had a great time and ended up having a great tournament there. So this year we're at home. We play uh, Wednesday night. A lot of people are looking for something to do. Oh, yeah. And so uh, because they're getting ready the next day to have this, have family over and Thanksgiving dinner right on down the line. And so uh, I, I'd say it's going to be a big, a big attended game. Is it going to be on TV? Probably. Probably. Does that really hurt the attendance? Because I, I know people are, are getting so adjusted to nah, big games on television. Not but for, not but for. there's something like uh, uh, over here uh, in, in Murfreesboro, when you're watching the MTSU girls play, it, it, it's another level. Well, it's it really atmosphere. Yeah. You know, we got the band playing and we got things going on and the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's sitting around, everybody knows everybody. Like you said, everybody's a coach, yeah. and I want them to coach. Yeah, um, you know, heck, I don't want them sitting on their hands. Somebody said, "Does it bother you that that we have people getting on the officials?" No, it doesn't bother me. It keeps me from having to say anything to them. Uh, right at the end of my bench, I've got a group. Right at the end of my bench, they stay on the officials all the time. Alan Farley's one of them. You know. Yeah. Uh, I've seen him come all the way down to the floor. I've heard uh, him. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it, that doesn't bother me. I love that. You know. Um, How do you know uh, the things that you need to know about the team and the coach before they come here? Do you have any type of oh, uh, yeah. uh, film or well, anything? We get all that. You know, everything's technology right now. They know the time you leave your door and you get in your car. Yeah. So the same thing holds true with teams. Matt, Kim, we got a, uh, we got a man behind the scene that uh, – it's already on Synergy. I mean, we're already putting a scout report together on Louisville right now. Yeah. So, uh, and they're putting a scout report together on us right now. And plus, they know my tendencies as a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to change. I mean, this, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And the coaches know that. I know what Jeff Walls wants to do. He's not going to change his philosophy that he's had for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, we have an idea right now what we're going to be seeing. Do you are you constantly having to see things that you may have to change during the game? Because oh. all games are different, no matter how well, you look at it. You're constantly having to see things now that you have to change. Coaching, mm-hmm. I can't. I don't coach like I used to coach back five years ago. And mm-hmm. five years ago, I didn't coach like I did back ten years before that. Uh, and if you're not willing to change, you're not going to stay in this business. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. You know, players change, coaches change. You, you, you got If you're not ready for change, you know, you got some people, I'm not going to change. Well, yeah, well, you're not going to stay in the business long either. Yeah. Do you have some uh, coaches that you have known for years that you kind of have a lot of respect for because – does that make you work even harder for their particular games? I, I know we mentioned Pat oh, er, yeah. earlier, but, but there have been a lot of great coaches that, that you've gone head-to-head with. Absolutely. You know, uh, Andy Landers, you could mm-hmm. just go right down the line. Uh, Matthew Mitchell does a great job at Kentucky. Uh, you know, there we've got – you like – one of the reasons I came to Middle Tennessee was because I thought I was a pretty good coach. At the high school level, I said, well, let's well, see. Well, you won a lot of state championships. At well, I know, but I, I wanted to see what I could do on the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know if I'd ever get that opportunity. And thank goodness uh, I had a family that was supportive, and I had people like Sidney McPhee and Chris Massaro that gave me an opportunity. Mm-hmm. They didn't look at me as a high school coach. They looked at me as somebody that had passion for the game of basketball, mm-hmm. that had passion for not only selling the, uh, the team about the fundamentals of the game, but also be bringing in a fan base. I think, one, you know, when I came here, Stephanie Smith did a great job coaching that went on to Alabama, but I'd come to some of the games, there'd be, you know, 45, 50 people here. And I knew, I just knew that this program was right for somebody to come in and start including this community and what was going on there on campus. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was my first that was my first uh, point on the agenda was to what can I do to start bringing more people to the games? And really what you had to do, Truman, is you 
you had to include them. You had to make them feel that, that the team was theirs yeah. and that they were part of the team. And I think anybody that knows us and comes to our practices, comes to our games, you know, comes to our next level club luncheons, uh, I know those people. I yeah. know where they sit. I know about their children. And if I don't, my wife does. And uh, they know us. And when I'm at Walmart or I'm at Kroger's or or wherever I'm at, out in the community, on the golf course, mm-hmm. uh, I don't go by anybody that I don't speak to them and say, hey, how's things going? Ask about their family, and you need to be at our game. You, you remind me of Bubba Murphy. You really well, do. Well, you know, I didn't know Coach Murphy, but uh, I understand he was a great American. Yeah, he, he's very much like you. And, and I don't care where you were walking downtown or anything, if he saw somebody he knew, he would holler at them and start a conversation with them. And, and you're the same way. I've seen you out in restaurants and things like that, and you draw a crowd. And and that does – what it reminds me of, you remember the old uh, high school competitions in counties. Uh, we right. used to have a big one right here. Oh, I mean, everybody hated each other. Walker Kit- Hill, Kittrell, yeah. Eagleville, yeah. Rockvale, yeah. Murfreesboro. Everybody hated Murfreesboro Central. Of course they yeah, did. And, and, and uh, we loved it. <laughs> yeah. Me, but you, you you're the same way, and and what you do at a college level just reminds me of what we used to have here years ago. Well, again, we've got. Why wouldn't you want to live in uh, Middle Tennessee? Yeah, best well, place in the world. I'm telling you, it's it's unbelievable. I I travel, still travel a lot, and I haven't found anywhere yet that. I would rather be than right here in Middle Tennessee. I yeah. love it. My family's here. My friends are here. Um, we're close enough to everything. If you want to go to the beach, if you want to go wherever, you, you've got an international airport right here next to you. You know, and this is what we sell. We've know. got everything, but we don't have the trouble, seems like a lot of other places have. I never thought I would see things change so much in this country. And a lot of the things we don't ever notice because right here, it seems like we're all one big family. We may have 300 and something thousand people, but we're still one big family. We got a lot of people in our communities that have a lot of common sense. Yeah, we really do. And right now, that's what's lacking around our world, around our country is common sense. Yeah. Um, you, know, you, you you don't do Zoom with the ladies, do you? Well, we do. Uh, we've had to. We've, how does like that said, work? It's, well, I've got people that know how to do that, Truman. I'm going to just be honest with you. How does it work? I don't know. But i got coaches and i got personnel that work with us that know exactly how to get you on it and get you hooked up. And it looks makes makes me look like I'm very intelligent. I know what I'm doing when I really don't know how to get on it, to be honest with you. Oh, the heck. You, you know everything. But what I, what throws me is how do you keep the girls uh, constantly um, at it? Because right now is the time they've got to be in shape. They're getting ready right now. And, and you've got to be, I mean, it, it's one of those things, being a basketball coach is hands-on. It yeah, really the, is. The girls have got to know they got a leader. Yeah. they got to know you're going to be there. They yeah. know you're going to be there, and you got their back. And they know they got, they know that, that coaches get their back. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, we got our first, uh, and I can't say the name, but we got our first uh, commitment on Zoom this year. Wow. Uh, I was on the golf course. Matt and Kim said, hey, you need to be home and be ready to be on Zoom at 630. I said, all right. And they told me who we were, who we were talking with. I knew who we were talking with. And we got our own. Her mom and dad was on there. They'd never been to our campus, and they committed to us on Zoom. That's pretty And neat. later on, they came up without us knowing about it because they, it's a, it was a dead period, and they visited our campus and all that. So, you know, that, that was a, a pretty exciting thing for me that we could we could still get it done on Zoom. You know what yeah. got it done? Those personalities that I told you about, Matt, Kim, Nina, Eddie, when they those parents were able to see them and talk to them, they saw that they cared about their daughter. That and that, that that their daughter was going to be in good hands, and they, we told them about Doctor McPhee and told them about Christmas Sorrow and Diane Turnham. These are the people that you'd be dealing with. These are the people that's going to make sure that you're going to get your 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 daughter's going to get what she needs. 
and we're going to make sure that she has a career when she leaves here. So we were able to do that on Zoom, and that, that, that was an exciting time for me. How much did the community help sell? Oh, because, good gracious. Uh, of course, you and I know that we live in the greatest community in the world. It, it, it still has the conservative values that most other places well, have had for the last 200 years. Larry and Bobby just left here, but they knew when, that, when the, the Russian kid walked in on a recruiting visit, they knew. They were involved. They were in they were, They've been telling me. They were on point. They yeah. saw her. And, you know, you wouldn't be surprised. And I looked up during the game. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think it was TCU that we were playing that day. Mm-hmm. I looked up, and guess who's sitting with her over there on the front row? Ebony Rowe. Well, good. who wouldn't want Ebony Rowe recruiting somebody to come to Middle Tennessee yeah. that left here and, and went on to Georgia Tech on scholarship and, and ended up being an engineer and now is living in Phoenix, Arizona, very, very, very successful and married an engineer. Yeah. So, uh, you know, who wouldn't want someone like that? That's that's what you're part of. And you have a lot of people who live here in the community that actually travel to other oh. cities just to watch the team and be a part of it. I was playing golf the other day in Shelbyville, and uh, this young man, he's not a young man, but he rolled up and he said, are we still, is the Florida trip still on? I said, absolutely. Why? He said, well, we got reservations there and we're taking down a group. We're playing golf and coming to your games at FIU and FAU. Isn't that something? Now, that just happened last week. Yeah. And this was a group from Shelbyville that come over to all of our games. They're yeah. planning out their vacations around what's going on with Lady Raider basketball. That's perfect. That's perfect. Well, we've got to wrap up the show. Anything that you need to say before we just, take off? Just go blue. Just okay. trust in what's going on in Middle Tennessee because we got great leadership. What have I got on today? I see what you got on. I'm <laughs> proud of you, Truman. Thank, thank I'm you. I'm proud of you. Thank you, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning at 9. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com.